0: In this episode, we go through some FAQs and errata for bolt action, plus our building's death traps. Let's check it out. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Trident Wargaming. Episode 35. Uh we got some more bolt action for you And I'm your host Andy, and today coming back to the show with me is Dusty. How's it going Dusty?
1: Hey, pretty good. Hi excellent. Good to be on the show. Great number, 35.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. That was a couple a few years back for me now. 35. (laughs) To go back then, that'd be awesome. (laughs) The stuff I know now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, today's episode uh we got a few topics to talk about. Um, one of them, and it's probably going to be the main topic, is actually buildings in bolt action. Uh, they can get a bit complicated sometimes. I, I've noticed in games, and um, there's a lot of little specifics for them. So uh, we'll try to go through majority of it. And um just point out some key things and whatnot and how they interact with uh, within the battle um, so that'll be one of the topics there um then we have uh, the FAQ that dropped. We'll check that out and then of course um, to start off actually we will um, be going through kind of what's new, what's happening, what we're working on so so yeah um so what's new dusty what's what's going on?
1: i am just actually uh completing some more uh of my marine force actually picked up a few things printed a few things oh, uh, okay. on the three d printer uh just to just to save a few few dollars but uh nice and uh yeah just adding a few uh different units actually so are these uh, three d
0: printed uh units surprises for everybody or
1: no no I've got uh, I just wanted to do a couple of transports so I've got uh, the WC 51 and 52 uh, which is the uh, eight-man transport and uh, tow option for the uh, US Army and Marines Uh, and I did actually print from the uh, the actually the new campaign book I did print out the M2-4 multiple rocket launcher truck that one that one is a fun one to to uh use. Nice.
0: That'll be interesting to see on
1: the field. <laughs> Hopefully
0: I'm not on the receiving end of that one. I'll I'll, I'll watch <laughs> from a distance as another player plays against it.
1: Well, you know, it is one of those uh it's a multiple launcher, so you get you get uh opportunities to hit with it, but unfortunately they don't get better than 6. Yeah. So, me and rolling a 6 to hit uh it's a bit difficult. <laughs> So, might be able to get one shot off in a game. I
0: hear you, I hear you. So, yeah, uh, you put any paint on your uh, your other guys and stuff you got, or is it just... Uh, much
1: I have, you? yeah. I've been uh, uh, just working on a few extra infantry. I picked up another box of infantry, actually. Uh, soon I'll be able to run uh, not just all veteran units. Uh, I'll be able to run more units that are regular, because I'll actually have enough models. So Nice very
0: nice yeah uh, myself still kind of in that uh, crazy chaos mode of working on everything at the same time um, still still plugging away at the Germans um, been fielding them a lot actually in the last little bit since we've been able to play um, so just kind of got another infantry squad on, on in the works uh, takes me a bit little bit longer to build as I um, i tend to uh, and i know dusty you've done this too but i've started to magnetize my bases for for transportation mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of an extra process and then uh of course you know you're you're always kind of planning out um what you want to make these guys do or or what equipment you want them to have or um and in my case with the the winter germans they're uh they're usable for for other theaters as well for um you know on, on the western front when they start fighting against the americans all i have to do is assemble some assault rifles and, and add a couple of those in to make them for that time period uh so yeah still still in the works for that building them i got the two mmg teams together the pewter teams and um some more of the uh, observers and, and whatnot just to kind of round out round out the uh, the options um still have some tanks to build but hopefully by well i guess sooner than later we're gonna uh, have more time to work on our armies and and whatnot so uh probably get i don't know panzer 4 in there get another stug oh that reminds me um my i ordered a i believe it's a stug 33b from the, the stalingrad campaign book it's an option uh in that in those theaters that i took and um it's it carries a a heavy howitzer on it which i tend to like those and yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the company's name, but uh went out there and found one that was resin and, and pewter cast, uh so a bit of a yes. hybrid. Um but mm-hmm. they're really they're actually a lot like Warlord games, um, some of their models, older models.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Probably closer to like a Blitzkrieg miniatures, I believe
0: yeah so Something like that yeah. so i actually i actually ended up getting that guy built last week um before i went to go play a game and uh yeah it's pretty cool it's a different different looking tank it's very blocky uh, yes. but the german tanks were mainly like that anyways so um it was nice to feel that on the battlefield for the time being i gotta get that guy painted up just give me options for uh yeah give me options for the different theaters and you know i want to throw different things in or, or change things around then i have those options so uh just got to remember how to paint everything the same the same way i did with the the earlier part of the force so
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely that's always the issue yeah. uh for me myself i did a a custom mix paint for my marine uh, uniforms, and now I have to be like, okay, how much of that do I have left in the mix container? Can I duplicate it for the rest of the troops I want to paint up? Mm-hmm. So, or or do I just change them all to all together and make them a slightly different uh, color for the units anyway? Because it's quite a quite a mix anyway. You get you can have you know you, guys with fresh uniforms and guys with with sun bleached uniforms. So. I guess I could go ahead with that. But it it is challenging sometimes with some of those more uniform armies when you when you buy something new for it and suddenly it's like, "Oh, what did I use again?"
0: Yeah, I've been I've been finding that lately myself. Um just overall with stuff that I'm painting, it's I'll go back to a project and and like uh you know, if I'm jumping around, so I've been I literally have this little notebook now of my process of of um What paints I used and and what I did if I'd made mixes or how I applied it or you know, what washes and stuff like that, but uh, Since that was like an earlier one project this year um, I did write some notes. Just it's on a loose piece of paper sitting flying around somewhere (laughs) But but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I guess we got uh, some work ahead of us. I know everybody does Um, I know even Jason, who's joined with us here, he's got a couple of different projects on the go too. So uh, that'll be good to hear from him later down the road when he's back onto the on the channel. But uh, yeah, like going forward, um, I think we'll probably see uh, a lot of different uh, armies popping up, painted up, which would be cool. Um, and then of course, I'm always tinkering with uh, 3D printing terrain for bolt action stuff, just uh, having time to do it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so going forward with the episode here, uh, we're going to look at the new FAQ Narada that they dropped. Um, it's the, I guess, this, well, the date on it is August 2021.
1: So, um, mm-hmm. some the ad- 31st, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there were some adjustments to it. And just scrolling down. So, um, some erratas, Uh Apparently, in all the books, we have some minor uh, just changes. The Renault R35. Um, so, pretty much where it appears to change the hull mounted MMG to a coaxial MMG. And it pretty much it's an option that would cost five points or reduces the cost Uh, by five points yeah so um, that's kind of a change it's not really so much an option more of change in in general Mm -hmm. and then the uh, medium automatic cannon so apparently the category doesn't exist and um, you would change these to heavy automatic cannons. So just little changes like that. Uh what else we got here? We have oh yeah, the for the Americans um E7-7 mechanized flamethrower. Um mm-hmm. I know I know Dusty you play more Americans than I do, so
1: Mhm. So yeah, let's see looking at that now. Uh yeah, eight plus light tank. Uh, it looks like uh, yeah. Oh, it only says only says four of these were made, but that's okay. I guess you can uh, if you're not too stingy on actual uh, manufacturing uh, restrictions. You know, you can. Throw these in use yeah, that I vehicle <laughs> I know there's some vehicles that have like only two of these were made or ever produced it's kind of like well I've seen a couple armies with those
0: so yeah I mean it's still a war game so guys will still
1: build you know to, mm-hmm.
0: to their flavor what they like no, matter, no yeah. matter the history of the unit but
1: and it it looks similar to the uh like the Seitan flamethrower for the uh m3. Uh, it looks like they've increased the front armor to nine, uh, which would be a difference. And, uh, it doesn't appear to have the, uh, like the M3's weakened side armor. So, cause it's the M5 chassis. So right, right. a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better armor on that one for uh flamethrower choice. So.
0: And it does have the uh, internal volatile
1: fuel yep. tanks. So, volatile
0: fuel yeah. tanks, so it can explode pretty good. No,
1: no getting away from those ones. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: wouldn't want to be rolling around in one of those tanks. Hmm. Uh, what else we got here? Just scrolling through. There is. Oh yeah, so the frequently asked questions. Um, there's a couple good ones in here. Uh, the first one that we go through is uh, it's for scenario twelve, which is sectors, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, as listed, as an attacker defender mission, but the description does not include either army becoming an attacker defender. And um, I can't remember if this is the one that I played. That I kind of noticed this, or there's another mission that has a similar thing, um, but pretty much they're declaring that this is a battle scenario instead. So for all such rules, um, you know, as for for defender setting up or attacker or deploying first or this or that, um, pretty much just saying it's a battle scenario. So. Mm-hmm.
1: It's I, I find it very interesting that this one's coming up given how how long the, the rulebook's been out uh, yeah I like some of those questions that come out and it's like well wait a second this is we're, we're just getting to that now uh, but uh, yeah it looks like somebody just wanted some clarification and they got it
0: yeah it's good and, and it's good that they've actually responded this way to it right just
1: mm-hmm.
0: no nope, just treat it as this. Okay, cool. That's clear. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Next up as well, the other question. uh, This one's a good one. Um, So, if a heavy artillery piece is not deployed, like in a scenario where everything starts off the map, uh, Mm -hmm. and an army does not include a towing vehicle, does it mean the artillery piece cannot enter the battle? Is it lost, uh, like reserves that fail to enter? So this is an exception to that rule, pretty much, allowing heavy guns at the start of the table uh, to start off the table that have no Tau. They get a single six-inch move where they can enter the table as first wave or from reserve, Um, but you can't outflank with them, which (laughs) would be pretty funny if you did. Um, Yeah. So pretty much they're they're just saying like "Here's a free move because you know this is an oversight. didn't really think about that um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, knowing that now and having this in play, guys could save points on their toes,
1: yeah right? absolutely so uh, yeah, and i have I believe I have in the past played. Uh, games like this where we just made made up a quick house rule for that like obviously yeah. either they could just move on the six inches because uh with the same thing or i well, I believe i played a game where we actually set up the artillery on the board but with no crew and the crew oh. actually still come on That's... And, and basically count as re-regunning or re-crewing the gun right
0: well that, so. was, that was quick thinking on that huh mm. very nice yeah, that that would uh that would work out considering. But um all in all, at least now there's there's that so that people mm. are, are clear on that, hopefully. I mean, uh, how many people tend to look at the FAQ, I'm not sure, but if you're new, you know, definitely check, new, it, check uh, it out.
1: It's sorry. No, it's it's, okay. a, it's definitely for a uh, like a tournament setting for sure. Uh yeah. Obviously, yeah, saving those couple of points uh, for a tow um, definitely could be helpful.
0: Yeah, because a lot of tows can be anywhere from, what, 85 points or something like that? 50 to 85 or something?
1: 50 to 85, I think. I think the cheapest ones, obviously, if you get into, like, you know, uh, some of the trucks, I think you can go as low as, like, 30-some points. Right. For, uh a truck like an American truck
0: yeah I haven't used toes in a long time so (laughs) but um, next up uh, we do have something for flamethrowers and it's interesting they the question pretty much was um, you know does the flamethrower have uh, have chance of catching a building on fire if used on targets inside the building and does this mean it has a chance to set the fire even if it fails to hit um, the hit roll pretty much and they pre- they say yes the flame fire is found to be in range of the building then roll to see whether the f- building catches on fire regardless of whether a score hit on the target unit or not which makes sense mm-hmm. you know? um, little rules like this can they can bog the game down a little bit But ultimately it comes, it pretty much comes down to a role. It's either yes or no. So, but it's cool that they put that in. Uh, And it's neat because this kind of like later on uh, goes into um, when we're talking about the buildings. Um, So um, good that they clarified that. It's a good question. Uh, Those are kind of the questions you need to see more of for sure. Um, But yeah props props to that answer just pretty straightforward and uh we have one for recce vehicles i believe
1: so there's always an update on recce vehicles (laughs) almost every faq i think there's a question about recce vehicles
0: so pretty much can recce vehicles make an escape move whilst under an ambush order so apparently the answer is yes they can and if they do, uh, they of course lose advantages of ambush as their dice it turn to advance and run after the escape move. So, pretty straightforward, pretty blunt. Just bam, there you go. Yes, but they don't uh, they don't stay in ambush pretty much. So, um, and then we also have a clarification for bombs when they get placed for artisan armies which uh funny enough jason just played his uh artisans the other day as partisans the other day um i'm I'm wondering if this came up so uh simplest solution is the bombs get placed after both sides have finished setting up but before the first turn of the game uh so before the rangers lead the way and prep bombardment rules so that works Uh, also, another good one here is uh, about snipers. So, snipers ignore all hit penalties except for pins and losing their uh, losing their partner. So, if you're using hidden setup, does the hidden setup gain the benefit if the shot if shot by a sniper? And um, so, pretty much, they gain no benefits against the sniper shot. The sniper shot literally says that it ignores the cover penalties, right, or the
1: hit penalties. Yeah, and hidden setup is 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 a cover bonus. So Yeah, which Yeah.
0: I I know um I know this was actually a a little bit of a touchy subject um with a couple of the players uh, a while back. Um they just did not like how it was just instantly, nope. You don't get it, you know, even though you're hidden. But you're also mm-hmm. It is a sniper, and it is still a game, where yeah, yeah, you have to be clear on it of either yes or no, because uh, as soon as you leave some kind of gray area, you know it's just kind of like half the guys are playing it this way, half the guys are playing it that way. A tournament is playing it differently, but good to clarify it.
1: But uh, yeah. yeah,
0: like I, uh, I know I already kind of knew that one, just from the experience of it, but. Uh, it's good that people are are asking Um, looks like there's it's probably a lot of uh, new players asking those questions too or guys who haven't really been using it so uh, that's good that's good I like to see that Um, it's good that they've kind of continuously do this with FAQs Uh, I do know there's um, some FAQs and whatnot for the campaign books so uh, the campaign book, Duel in the Sun. Um, apparently for a uh, Light Africa Division uh, squad, they changed the wording. So they're adding uh, adding five additional men rifles for seven points each experience or ten points each for regular. So just some minor changes like that. Uh, probably not going to go into too much detail here. Uh, Empires and Flames. Uh, Page 104, the United States Marine Corps Raiders. Um, The entry will be changed as follows. Cost 42 points for veteran options. Uh, They add up to seven additional men with rifles for 14 points each. So not too sure how much that has changed, but obviously they're updating probably points costs. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Oh, yeah. So the Mariana and Palau... Islands. Um, just if you want to take a look at this one, you got that in yeah, front
1: I get of you. On, yeah, uh, so this is a good one for me because I love war dog teams. So mm-hmm. it's it's basically saying that there's a few different lists in there, one of them being the Saipan list. And they asked the question saying uh, it in the Empire in Flames book it states that you can have an extra selection of 0 to 1 dog teams in addition uh, to normal infantry allowed in a reinforced platoon of at least one unit of U.S. Marines. Yeah. Uh, so may I include this in the Saipan list? And that is a yes, you can. So it's kind of just uh, something that was overseen or uh, overlooked, uh, just in the book. Um, but uh, and and kind of a conflict of rules, like hey, this this rule says this in one book, and this one says this in a different so they just clarified that a yeah. little
0: bit yeah and that tends to happen and I, I'm I'm not sure if they have a clarification of that where they say that the most recent published book is what you would go by uh, like some mm-hmm. of the other gaming systems but it's good that they approached it on here uh, Obviously, yeah. it and shows, answer, yeah. obviously shows the team is actually that's been brought to their attention or they've actually caught it so
1: um, and then they have oh, a, there's also, yeah, there's ahead. a second one in there. Yeah. Uh, 32 millimeter canister round. So this is kind of a grape shot type of, for your M3, a, uh, M3, a one tanks to shoot. So and it did shoots actually, uh, you overlap four, uh, I believe four inch templates touching each other and kind of shoots out a, uh, an infantry killing, uh, weapon. So the question is, uh, you know, uh, there was no provision for blocking terrain. As written, consider canister rounds will shoot through, for example, stone build- a building potentially hitting units behind it. This doesn't sound right. Uh, so the answer would be let let rules that any terrain providing hardcover or better uh, that is at least as tall as a man would stop the shot. So only units between the barrel and said terrain are affected. Uh, which makes sense because basically, yeah, it's just a bunch of uh, metal buckshot being shot out you know, by a canister round, so, you know, much like hmm. a shotgun, you know, it's it's got a short range, it's pretty devastating to open infantry, but uh, it doesn't have the penetrating power.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, so, heavy terrain, or heavy, heavy hard cover, sorry. Um... Hard cover, yeah.
1: Obviously, it's going to rip up, you know, jungle trees or uh, bushes or things like that, but it makes sense that the uh, hard cover would, uh, would stop it completely
0: nice good clarification and then uh, we also have there are just two more Um, so there was a d-day British and Canadian sectors uh, pretty much just a change that was to read for a horse wagon on page 176 Uh, slow towing a gun and then uh, the next book Pegasus Bridge booklet uh, talking about a like a scenario three It mentions that the British deploy in a a shaded area. However, there is no shaded area on the drawing. Um, So, just an oversight, probably by printing or the guy who edited the picture and whatnot, right? So, yeah. uh, So, pretty much what their answer was uh, that the British force can deploy anywhere on the table more than 12 inches from the German setup area.
1: I I like how that's written, actually, because it kind of goes, um,. Let's yeah. say that they can deploy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's yeah. just, let's just say that.
0: Let's just roll with it pretty much. Yeah. So, that's a good one. <laughs> Very nice. So yeah, that's, um, that's it for FAQs and, and whatnot, erratas. Uh So check it out if you want to look in more detail, but uh, good to see that they continuously do that. Um I know they've done a, a couple this year, so that's good. Um Well but...
1: yeah, one in January, uh, one in August. I think it's usually about two two a year. You know, one each half you kinda you get an FAQ usually,
0: so I have a feeling it's probably after um events, like larger events. Mm. So um... Well,
1: and in between that they've you know, they, they get they get a chance to release at least one one or two books. So Yeah, that's true too. They have to they have to slowly update that. Yeah.
0: So cool. Okay. So gone through that. Uh so yeah main topic uh for, for the evening here is uh pretty much buildings and it was funny cause uh one of the players I remember one of the game nights, he was like, yeah, buildings are death traps. And I was thinking, hmm, that's a good question. You know, that's a good topic to bring up. So, you know, are buildings death traps in the game of bolt action? Uh, They can be. But, you know, they definitely have a lot of rules to them. Uh, they You definitely can take great benefit of what they provide you, uh, especially in this game where if your unit is caught out in the open, as we all know, more than likely they are getting slammed with shots and they're getting taken out, right? So, so buildings offer some decent protection, but, of course, they do have... Um,
1: some bad sides to them too so uh just going i i'd say i'd say if you were facing me i don't have a tendency to take a lot of artillery so you'd probably be okay but if i was facing your french i probably (laughs) wouldn't enter a building yeah but uh
0: yeah no it it's it's and that's that's the thing we're uh, we're going into here is um and we might as well just jump right into it um with buildings and I don't know if you know a lot of players uh, and this is good for new players too is Yes, those buildings Offer you protection, you know, there, there is the extra protection rule Which uh, bumps up pretty much uh, how hard it is to kill you So if you're a regular who you know, you need to wound on a four you're actually needing to win them on a five uh, just for that extra protection um on the downside of it you know not all your guys are gonna be firing out of the we- uh, out of the building so pretty much two per opening and one of the big downsides is when you get hit in a building with an HE weapon uh, this is the biggest thing that guys tend to look for is if they have a large, uh, artillery piece or howitzer or even a tank uh, that has like a heavy gun on it if that HE weapon with a 2d6 or greater score hits a, a rolls of 10 that building is destroyed no matter what right i've only seen it once and it was actually done by me with my soviets um you know it was it was a heavy howitzer um but, yeah, it, it's devastating, especially when you are, like, facing an enemy who's, like, veteran, and they cram, cram that, that building with a veteran unit, and it just collapses, and you're like, huh, so much for that unit, right? Does it happen all the time? No. But um, I think that's the biggest, biggest disadvantage to a building is that HE 2D6 you know, score ten, boom, collapses, right? Yeah. So, um, so some normal things with with buildings, you know, uh, entering an exit. Of course, you would have to run to get to a opening, which can be a window or a door or a, a breach in the wall. Yeah. The wall. Right. And and I know there's a misconception here too. Is a lot of people think that they could advance into the building, but it's it's you have to run, and this is where it, get, it can get a little confusing. Is because to leave the building, and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can actually advance out or run, right, right? So
1: so yeah. the The reasoning behind that is that you don't necessarily know if that building's clear. So you're using you're using your advance. Technically your advanced move to clear the building to make sure that building has no enemies in it So you can't do any setup or shooting because you're checking the corners basically checking your corners Yeah, you know make sure nobody's in there. There's no booby traps. There's nothing So that you can bring your whole unit in um, And then once you already own the building and you have it then of course you can just exit At whatever speed you want. Yeah,
0: and I think I think maybe game mechanics um, they they've issued where you know you you have to run because it is a 12 inch movement because um, they tend to say that you have to be within that certain range to actually enter the enter the building right yep. so um, if you only got six inch movement more than likely it's going to take you more than one turn to get in um, yep. with like just an advance so they they put it to to running which is fine um, most players they have, if they're getting in there, they get in there with a run and then they set up and then next turn, that's when they start firing away, you know, um, assaulting units within and out. Uh, that's pretty, pretty straightforward, except that, um, when you're, uh, assaulting like a unit that's inside a building that's on another floor, either one floor above you or below you. It's treated as like a surprise attack, yeah. so um, haven't really had that happen too often. Uh, more of the assaults uh, from outside to in, or from yeah, actually from outside to in, and I believe uh, that is treated differently too, where you're both attacking simultaneously.
1: So... Yeah, you both have you both have the advantage while while going up and down floors. Yeah. so, because you're always you're you're taking the precautions and you're you're ready and set and you can surprise the enemy in certain cases. I've had a few games uh, with that because I have also obviously multi-story buildings um, with uh, or large enough buildings to have multiple rooms um, in mm, them yeah uh, and assaulting from from different levels and rooms uh, had that a few times had because you have you know sometimes you can if there's no artillery on the board, no no dangerous tanks, then, yeah, I've I've filled a building. Every floor has been full of units. <laughs> uh, especially especially if there's an object, if there's already an objective placed on the building, yeah, where the building is the objective, then, yeah, and there's no cr- artillery to take out the building, then yeah, why not stack them in there and get the extra protection?
0: Yeah, it it turns into a bunker, right? basically yeah um which there's yeah there's been times where it's it's very hard to crack that shell to 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 dislodge those units that are inside and it tends to take something big to do it or to deter you from actually staying in Um, i know i get caught off guard majority of the time because yeah my opponent opponent my opponent is in the building and lodges himself in there and i have to try to advance to get to an objective or something and you know i'm i'm fighting against the grind and and it's like uh damn this is tough right i'm taking hits i'm taking casualties i got pins i'm not rolling very high to wound because it's tough to wound this sucks you know (laughs) and then it's like okay roll up the artillery you know but um it's it's if there isn't big guns like that yeah solid choice of, of tactics to use it to your advantage you know um and speaking of uh, so, go ahead dusty you were about to say
1: something. oh about. no i was going to say this you know with there's there's all sorts of there's all sorts of bonuses for that obviously you get the extra protection but mm-hmm. then you get to choose you know like do i put a small unit in do i put a large unit if i put a large unit in i'm gonna lose some shooting because i've only got so many openings yeah. But I'm going to be a really large unit, and I'm going to be hard to dislodge, especially if you're a regular or a veteran. Um, it's it's also even a bonus putting in you know an inexperienced unit that that has a low um, dice roll because you're 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 killing those guys much easier. But now they have the extra; they're they're basically a regular unit now, yeah, because they've got the extra protection. So, yeah, it's 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 there's lots of things to think about. Well, uh,
0: there's also. Uh, even with setup, because, you know, you have observers, you have spotters and uh, and snipers, right? Like mm-hmm. when you set those up for that, you know, the advanced deployment or whatever, um, having a sniper that is a regular veteran inside a building and gaining that extra protection uh, from regular fire and also more likely being at a higher vantage point Mm -hmm. is great because now okay i actually have a pretty good visibility of majority of the board or i can cut this lane off um same thing goes with mmg teams right like that is a solid choice to put an mmg team as long as there's no enemy
1: sniper (laughs) yeah enemy snipers uh and and as long as you have the the vantage points um i know uh i know sometimes when i set up games i'm very particular about the direction that the building is facing yeah it's you know you don't necessarily want all your buildings to be you know in a standard block setup all facing each other sometimes you, you just want to turn it a little bit because it's going to make it so you have to think about your deployment because now instead of having a window that ha- can see out to three quarters of the board maybe it only shows uh, a quarter or half but it's a place where I know that possibly, you know, my enemy is going to set up lots of infantry, or not. So, you know, where am I placing them in that building? How are you placing that building when you set up the table? Yeah. Um, to really make sure it's even for both players, but to change it up and not make it so straightforward. Like yeah. You want you, you know.
0: Well, and that's the thing is like when, you're, when you are placing terrain for tables most of the time. You know you're um, doing these thematic tables, and yeah, it, it's like, well, okay, there's an alley, so I mean, the the houses are are actually positioned around the bend of this road, so they're not actually the openings aren't facing your side of the board, right? You know, they're facing towards the road and, and to the to the next house on the other side of the road, so you, you try to make it kind of almost realistic to a point yeah and um, yeah there's just some good stuff that you can put units in there um, observers of course it's the vantage point thing same thing with spotters if you have a high point and you can see the enemy's force then whatever you're spotting for is just fire at free will now which is cool
1: Oh, so. there's the uh, plunging fire option Yeah. so if any of your troops occupy an upper floor against an armored target within 12 inches heavy weapons hits scored will hit top armor giving you that plus one uh, penetration bonus
0: yeah well, So heavy weapons is pretty neat so and not to be confused because like I do know um, howitzers and, and mortars doing that indirect fire, um, mm-hmm. it, it won't actually stack with that. So Yeah, they already received that. Yeah. But uh, if you have, um, you know, in our, I guess an artillery piece on a higher level, um, you know, an anti-tank gun or something or uh, whatever you can get really that has heavy, well, I mean, a bazooka team, right? They should be able to... Because count as that i believe and they'll get that bonus which makes makes sense you are firing above the tank so that's pretty good
1: i mean you, you do only have a 12 inch range for that so it it, it is a uh, it is a balanced i think rule for that like it's like hey, you have to be pretty close to that vehicle so oh definitely but i guess i'm i'm thinking of the american bazooka which is usually 24 inch range so a (laughs) Piat, i guess is is different you know or or
0: Panzerfaust
1: with you know a shorter range but
0: yeah so there's a lot of little things like that with buildings um i i do know and this actually came up with my uh my factories that i brought the one day to the shop there and um Usually you're, you're used to these smaller house buildings that, okay, it has one floor. You know one unit can fit in there. But then you start getting to these larger buildings. And, you know, they actually have... A f- they cover a fair amount of space on the board. And you're like, okay, well, I enter this one building and this is one big floor. It actually causes a, a couple different issues. Um, but from from going through some of the the book here again you're almost supposed to separate them into sections and those sections are to resemble like rooms which is it, it makes sense and and I was actually already planning on um, adding stuff to my terrain to make sections so uh, my one factory would have been cut into a quarters and I'd like, I already 3D printed, like, a whole bunch of, like, oil barrels and stuff to, to put into the factory, to put with the theme, to separate it, to make them, like, walls. Where you can still fight within the building, right? Having yep. that gunfight or having that assault. Um, but it would make sense, because, like, Tank on the other side, of the, the you know, the east side of the building and I'm on the west side of the building, there should be walls and stuff inside the buildings unless it's like a completely collapsed ruin, which is a different story. shouldn't really be able to see my infantry that are creeping around and, and hiding within that side of the building, you know? Okay. Um, so it's good that they put that in. It's usually you treat sections by like six by six inch sections, like small houses. Um, yep. So yeah, that's that's good to know and also with deployment um they do have a thing which i don't think i've ever seen anybody do either but um if there is no opening really on any of the walls when you deploy like weapons team or something in there they can actually declare that they've made a breach in the wall so there's an actual opening and um yeah that's that's like that's kind of like pro level right (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you, you don't see that too often. So, uh,
1: and 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 a lot of people forget. I mean, most of the time, it is only only infantry can enter buildings. Yeah. But uh, they do give you the option of uh, for your setup. You can set up your artillery in the building. Uh, unfortunately, they can't get out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the rest of the game, so it's a little risky, but it does give them that extra protection uh depending on you know again who you're fighting and if 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 they have the ability to uh counteract that extra protection
0: exactly so uh also with buildings i like kind of going a little further here uh there's a lot of when you're shooting at units a lot of i guess sometimes maybe some misconceptions about fire net units or fire net buildings. Um, and sometimes even I get confused cause it's, it comes up so often, right? Um, but you know, when you're firing at, uh, units inside of buildings, um, especially with like heavy weapons, uh, not so much infantry, but heavy weapons, uh, you don't actually need to target the unit. You just, you target the walls, like where there's an opening of of the unit uh, where the unit might be so if it's on the second level you can target that opening and uh, you'll still apply like a hard cover roll to it but you can fire and their whole logic is I mean it's a, it's a large caliber uh, projectile coming at that bill and, and it's going to probably go right through it yep. So, um, so yeah so like you apply the hard cover but I don't think they would apply the down um, the down modifier so any other modifiers maybe like range I'm gonna have to check that up but it seems like it's just it's an easier shot slightly easier than just uh, applying all the modifiers to to a unit from being in there right so and that's that's for more of like I guess uh armor piercing weapons you know from from main guns and whatnot, but see it every once in a while uh most guys fire h e which will go into the next topic um, so you have h e weapons which do the same thing they can target the walls, but they don't suffer suffer any of the hit penalties for cover. So um, as long as it's, you know, open sights, right? Yep. So you pretty much just choose the unit you're aiming for. Uh, really regardless of the gun can see an opening um, pretty much just firing at the wall. And then, yeah, you roll the hit and you ignore any to hit penalties for cover. So that's a big thing because, yeah, if you are firing with a large caliber gun that does 2d6, if not more, there is a possibility you're bringing that building down, right?
1: Or or at least losing the unit. I mean, you're losing your cover and you're losing your extra protection in, in most cases. Those. so suddenly and with the heavier weapons i mean the, you know, the he whatever the he penetration is yeah your your troops your troops are going to die pretty quick
0: yeah, yeah and, and and just like um like i was saying before with just regular heavy weapons they actually i was just rereading it here but they actually don't need to see an opening at all it's just target the wall right um sure. but yeah you just roll to hit the target as normal. Um, units inside are in hard cover so minus two and they can react by going down the usual way when shot at uh, and they benefit from the extra protection rule so um, yeah it's kind of a weird one because like, they react by going down in the usual way so I guess maybe you do apply that as well so a little harder hit
1: uh, Well, yeah, for, for heavy weapons yeah yeah Obviously nothing HE.
0: No, no, no. HE will so, rip right through it. But, uh,
1: yeah, if you've got... Uh, what would that be? I, you know, uh, bazookas or Piets or...
0: Uh, that's right. Panzerfoss, Panzer Shreks, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. That's good, that's good. Uh, and then, of course, we've mentioned extra protection. If Most players will, will know that, but if you're new, you know you... Toughness of your units that are inside will gain that bonus unless you're hit by h e or flamethrowers um, so you'll you'll be tougher to kill and um indirect fire is also another one that uh doesn't actually come up too often. I think I may have seen it once, but uh there is the opportunity for that shell to actually go through different levels of the building which like i said there's a lot of details to buildings and it's neat that they've done this to get to create that uh feel of like this is what happens you know this this is pretty much what happened buildings are getting bombarded and shells are going through Uh, different floors and then they explode or whatever right hitting units or hitting whatever that's inside Um, so so pretty much when like an HE shell is fired indirectly um, so if you score a hit you have to actually roll a further dice and on a four five six the shell actually explodes hitting um, any target on the, the uppermost floor of the building Uh, So on a roll of one, two, or three, the shell has plummeted straight through the topmost floor and has to roll again. So to see if it explodes, right? And again, on a four, five, six, it explodes. Right? And if it doesn't, you roll again. And on a one, two, three, the shell has gone down to the next level. And you pretty much keep rolling until a shell explodes explodes or reaches the ground floor when it'll explode automatically
1: um so yeah
0: <laughs> it could I mean, be I
1: haven't, I haven't seen anything higher than three floors, but uh you know you you could get pretty creative with some of your buildings that c- that could be an interesting game
0: oh hundred percent um I know some of the buildings that I was trying to print they're like four or five floors right yeah um so but yeah, that's you don't like. I haven't seen it very often. I don't know. Have you? Have you seen it, Dust? or not. But uh, it's it's a neat little um, thing mechanic that they put into the game, just to give that uh, um, aspect of, of it could penetrate and do more damage than it actually would. You would think like in a lot of other games, you know, some uh, a unit on the top of a building or. On a certain level, it's that level that gets hit, and that's it. Um, I do know with one of the other games, you would place a template, and anything underneath that template, be it on top floor or bottom floor, would get hit. But um, it's interesting that they went this route. Slows it down a little bit, but cool.
1: It introduces a bit of uh, randomized realism.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> so, because, yeah, I mean, shells are unpredictable, you know. Yeah, is it going to land on, you know, is it going to go through the roof or is it not? You know, it, it, it could be fun. And I mean, if you're using, obviously you get one unit per floor, but if you're mul- if you're using multiple floors, you know, you, hey, yeah, you're. Uh, I want to hit that because I've got, you know, at least three chances to hit a unit or two chances to hit a unit with my indirect, because you've got multiple units on floors. So, yeah. Why not? Might might be worth it. Nice.
0: Yeah, and then there's, of course, the almighty flamethrower uh, against buildings. Um, As you heard earlier, if you got to this point, um, they can catch the building on fire. Um, So, pretty much... Flamethrower just ignores to hit modifiers for cover. Um, so they can literally light that that room up or whatnot. Um, so when it's used against troops and buildings, uh, the building can catch on fire on a 4, 5, 6, and then it's like considered impassable um, pretty much for the rest of the game.
1: Right. So... And then everybody's bailing out. So, which which brings to the FAQ, you know, if I miss hitting the unit and I didn't kill anybody, that's disappointing, but if I still manage to catch the building on fire, they're disembarking from the vehicle and they're going down. Yeah. So, that's still good sometimes, especially if, you know, the, you know, they either have to choose an opening, so are they going to, if, if they haven't had their turn yet, are they going to go... Deploy closer to my enemy, or are they going to try to hide behind the building? Uh, either way, they're going to go down. Um, especially helpful if they haven't used their dice yet.
0: Yeah, it forces their hand, right? Yeah. So, which is was great. And then, of course, uh, if you do have artillery units inside of it, they're they're destroyed. Which. Yeah. Yep. Is neat. You if just you... abandon them exactly it's it's neat because i'm sure that applies to um uh to bunkers which gives you that whole theme of you know d-day and they're assaulting those german bunkers with the flamethrowers and uh takes care of any kind of artillery that's inside of it so uh, that's that's pretty cool too um and then of course you have uh there's like airstrikes and artillery barrages and they have a whole other section of rules for them as well Um, and it's pretty much you're using the building itself as a line of sight or a target and then uh, pretty much units and crews and whatnot inside uh, some of the levels will actually get hit with effects from the, the artillery barrage or the airstrike uh which is interesting. So it's it's again a lot of a lot of different rules. And then of course there's also like bunker rules, right? But um that's a whole other section for <laughs> Yeah. So haven't 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 actually played against uh anybody that's utilized bunkers. Um I don't know if we even really have set any up yet, but
1: yeah I, th- I think we have a couple in our local gaming area that uh, the tiny ones, but you know I don't know if they, I think they've only ever been used as just hardcover just yeah. to simplify it. That's true. Um, yeah. so. because they can be they can be difficult for most armies to to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it almost adds a challenge that's uh, that, that modifies the game a little bit too much in certain cases, depending on the mission.
0: I can't wait to see when we eventually end up doing like the D-Day thing again um, with actually having those big old bunkers up top on the hilltops and stuff and having players know what side they're going to be playing, you know, and, and how they're going to build and prepare their armies to see what, what equipment they actually do take, you know, are they going to have these flamethrower teams running up? Um, Or that could be a a nice uh, thing to the scenario where, you know, everybody who's playing this side of the board, you know, as the allies, um, you have this many flamethrower units free in the game as part of the scenario. And you need to get them to these bunkers to take out the artillery pieces, you know? Mm -hmm. So a little bit of like a narrative Thing to it, where guys wouldn't have to worry specifically as having to put multiples of those into an army where they can just build an army, and this has been added to your forces go you know yeah, so, and as that's the beauty of the game is you can do that so uh, especially if you're you know setting up campaigns or events or whatnot um absolutely. But yeah, uh, one more thing I guess with uh, with buildings and uh, again I think I've seen this once and I'm sure we probably botched it when we did do it but uh, tanks assaulting buildings so yeah it, it's, it's mainly for heavy and super heavy building, uh, tanks actually assaulting buildings that are wooden or brick Can't do this to a bunker or fortification. So. um, But it's treated as an assault for vehicles. And there's a whole bunch of of rules for it for. um, There it is assaulting. Uh, Assaulting tanks to the buildings. Uh, Pretty much heavy tanks end up heavy and and super heavy tanks it's their armor value usually their damage value so 10 plus plus a d6 Mm -hmm. so or 11 plus plus a d6 and that's what they use for the damage against the building and it looks like the buildings themselves have a damage chart as well which is 2d6 for wood and 3d6 for brick Uh, So if the building scores higher, you resolve the damage against the tank. uh, As described for like a vehicle ram. So uh, if the building is wooden, it's only a superficial damage that it can cause. And uh, there's different things where like, you know, if the tank doesn't do it, it just kind of stops right there. Um, If the building and the tank score equally against each other it's superficial damage against the vehicle uh as the vehicle you know ram the building is destroyed kind of thing like it doesn't doesn't quite destroy it but um yeah if you high if you score higher with the tank when you do this ram uh, you literally do collapse the building in the same way as for he shells so again another way of destroying buildings um, which I think you'll find
1: probably when... just one of the more thematically fun ways of doing it, because <laughs> most of the super heavy tanks are going to come with a pretty big uh, gun on them. So yeah, but if, if but you know if if you if you want to just do it the fun way, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> rush through the building. You have to make tank sounds when you do it though. that's 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 not written down here but i'm pretty sure it's in the faq somewhere that tank sounds and the crashing rubble sounds (laughs) need to be made while you do that
0: there you go (laughs) pretty cool um other than that yeah like they take another pin actually when they're driving through so uh pretty pretty straightforward you just have to to look up the the ram rules which not too bad uh but other than that yeah with with uh buildings like i said there is a still a lot of stuff to it as we went over uh hopefully some of that information helps and, and possibly clarifies things or maybe even notifies you of stuff that you never even knew about right so i know it did to me there's there's a fair bit of stuff in there that either refreshed myself my mind or stuff. I didn't even know existed. So uh, pretty neat. Uh, a lot of good tactics you can, can do with buildings. Um, definitely take advantage of them if you can. And uh, the one thing too, you know, with buildings, unlike other games, and, and this is the thing with bolt action is there's so much interaction with, the terrain in the game uh, and especially with buildings because a lot of times you will play those tables that are just it's a city fight you know what i mean yeah um tons and tons of interaction with buildings from uh as we talked about destroying stuff or shooting at units inside going from one section to another section in these larger attached buildings um and then of course like you know, clarifying if the building's actually a building or if it's more of a ruin. Um, but definitely a lot of interaction. I, I do think, besides some of the other games uh, like Horus Heresy and, and 40K used to have it too. Um, there wasn't really a lot of stuff where you actually were able to destroy buildings. Where in bolt action it's like oh it can happen all the time. Right? Oh, yeah. Like you can literally target empty buildings and try to collapse them. You yep. know. And it could be that could be a tournament play where, you know, you're making some ruins for yourself and uh where you're clearing line of sight. That yep. kind of thing. You know? Um but Check it out. Uh do some more digging with with uh buildings in bolt action. Um and yeah, to answer that question in the beginning, are they death traps? Uh in my opinion (laughs) as I'm looking at it as if I was facing myself. Yes, (laughs) they are death traps.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna vote opposite of that. I'm gonna say they're not in in my in my previous experience so (laughs) so again it's uh it's one of those split decisions definitely just just you gotta know you gotta practice you gotta know how to use them uh definitely know what your enemies bring into the table
0: so no and you know what that's some solid advice for sure for sure and uh one thing to note too is and you'll see in a lot of other campaign books um there is like additional rules that guys like to play within scenarios or different theaters. Um I do know that there's one where if you do go through buildings there's a possibility that your tank, as an example, can actually like immobilize itself because it's crumbled through the main floor and there's a basement. Yep. Yeah. So um again this is just from the rule book, but there's a lot of other special rules out there you can play with, uh, makes the games really intriguing and different and, uh, just have a lot of fun with it. And yeah, if you're, if you're looking uh, you know, looking to use a lot of buildings, hopefully this helps out. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, if I can just, uh, one of my favorite ones now, I'll, I'll start with the, uh, the thing is that this is not official rules. This is like a house rule, um, talk to your opponent kind of thing. One of the ones I do like, because there are so many different kinds of buildings and sizes of buildings, um, I like adding a little more of the transport option to the vehicles, or, or sorry, to the transport vehicle option to the buildings. So uh, usually, you know, you're only allowed one unit in a building, but uh, unless it's a, it's a really big building. Uh, sometimes it's cool to play games if you have a number of different size buildings to just allocate a number like a transport vehicle would have. So if you have uh, an outhouse-style building, maybe that can fit two guys. If you have a small farmhouse, maybe that only would fit comfortably a you know an eight-man fire team unit. You know, or if you're in a large manor, hey, maybe you talk to your opponent and be like, hey. Can I just add up to thirty guys in there, you know, like a, or, a, or a mansion or a hotel or something? Yeah, yeah. Cause so different different things to change and think of for those for those uh, you know those those home style games um, that I've that I've actually uh, found useful because sometimes yeah you have that uh, you have a twenty man unit that can enter a building but that that building just doesn't seem like it would hold that many people <laughs> so. Or they'd be stacked pretty pretty
0: hard. Nice. No, there but, uh, there you have it. I mean, that's that's some solid uh, fun advice. Gameplay advice. Not official. Not official. No.
1: Just for fun. <laughs>
0: no, but you you know what? There's uh, there's actually a lot of people in the communities that they do that, right? They they draw up some house rules and stuff, right? So, um, which is is pretty sweet, and I do like how the community does does that and share that um i'm sure i'll probably snatch some of these ideas to throw into scenarios and stuff uh, which is pretty cool so um thanks for sharing that actually with us dusty that's that's a good one i like that idea um but yeah again uh thanks for for being on the show uh it's always a pleasure of course talking bolt action with you and just hanging out and uh
1: yeah always an enjoyable evening <laughs>
0: so and also thank you guys for listening if you joined in and checked us out uh, of course you know the, the usual avenues to, to check out for facebook youtube and instagram and podbean um just keep on uh checking our stuff out we bring a lot of uh different games to you from you know bolt action or some some battle tech all that stuff Um, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. Hopefully we'll get some more pictures of, uh, more, uh, bolt action and victory at sea. And, uh, there might even be some black powder coming down the pipe, which I know a couple guys have been looking at, but, uh, yeah, again, thanks for joining us and hopefully you'll, uh, continue to join us in the next few episodes and yeah, keep on rolling those dice and we'll see you next time. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.